This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. I'm Matt Hoss and I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, welcome back to another episode. If you don't know what this podcast is or if this is your first time listening to this podcast, it's where me, Matt Hoss, your host, this guy, what he does is he goes to... Um, a bar or a public place and I bring along a friend and amazing comedian guest and I interview them uh, uh, using my mind uh, and my voice <laughs> the two things how you communicate um, and I ask them some personalized questions like stuff like uh, um, stuff which is personal to them I don't have to give an example and also some uh, stock questions I have in my book as well I this is a really fun one um, and I haven't done this for a while as well, so this is nice. This is from Edinburgh Fringe, and this episode fe- fe- and this episode features Harriet Brain, and this is a really uh, nice episode. There is some uh, some audio kerfuffle in the background because there, we we were recording at the Gold Balloon Loft Bar, which is the VIP performers area. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so uh, I'm such a VIP diva now. Whoa. Uh, but the um, the point I was trying to make is that um, there were some people walking in and out. It was a bit uh, a bit annoying. And the worst part is about halfway through, there's a guy dressed up as a Trump um, and very grumpy, man. Uh, and he just started talking quite loudly. Uh, and it, you can hear him, um, but uh, that shouldn't detract from the quality of the podcast. And we um we did this over a pint and oh, oh yeah that's how that's what I was also going to say we also do this over a pint hence the drunken comedian podcast although i think the ethos of the podcast is just chat to nice interesting people um so um i i'm not going to i'm not going to dally and dither on for too long because i feel like uh within just a solid 2 minutes i've been able to fit that in but i'll chat to you more at the end but enjoy the wisdom and the charisma of the fantastic Harriet Brain. Hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. And you can come for you on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, why don't you tell me what you had for breakfast? <laughs> um, well, I realised this morning I was really hungry and I had really weird dreams. And I realised I hadn't eaten dinner last night. I'd just completely forgotten. <laughs> and so I hadn't eaten since lunchtime yesterday. <laughs> and so I had lunch for breakfast which, to be fair, it was about 12.30, so lunch made sense. Yeah. So I had pasta. <laughs> pasta for breakfast. <laughs> you know, um, this is usually just like an intro podcast question to get levels, but that there was so much in that. <laughs> I mean, I know. A little bit of desperation, a lot of, bit of fringe madness, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this morning I did my vegan show in the morning, and uh, uh, the highest audience numbers, but certainly the lowest e- energy levels I've ever had. Uh, it, like, it was hard work today. Yes. Uh, well, I had a similar one last night. It wasn't... There must have been at least... It must have been a decent audience of, of about half full. Yeah. So in my room, that's about 15 people. Yeah. 
and they were nice and they were sitting in a nice clump so it wasn't, it wasn't they weren't like <laughs> yeah, spread out yeah, yeah, yeah. but they were so shy mm. it was like I, they were just smiling all the way through but not making a noise and it's, it's one of those bit horrible yeah it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of like like I'm sure they're enjoying it because most of the time they are enjoying it. Yeah, you know? and they gave me some lovely comments. Yeah, you know, but just so they kind of sit there with uh, boggled eyes and just glaze. And yeah, it's like, uh, it's like it's like you're at the fringe and everything's live. You know, this it is happening. You yes, know? it's not uh, exactly. people have that kind of cognitive dissonance between uh, a live product and uh, TV. People just assume if I sit at the back, they can't see me. It's like oh, uh, but, oh, but know, <laughs> especially free fringe shows where the back of the room is. Like ten yards away, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast, Harry. It's lovely to Thank have you, you on. It's, it's so a, good to be here. It's a, you know, it's been a. I, I, I think I, I was around when you first started because uh, um, why, why don't we, t- why, why don't you tell if you can remember the, uh, the first time we met? If you, uh, yeah, do you remember that? I do. Was, we met at I've forgotten the name of the bar now. I have also forgotten. But the, it's and, in yeah. Stoke Newington. Yes. Yeah. It was the lion or something, the red lion? Uh, it does ring mm, a bell, but I think like that's that. half the, uh, the pubs in London got the red yeah, lion. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was in Stoke Newington, and it was a very strange open mic, I believe. Yeah. Was it an open mic? Yeah, it was an open mic, There were lots yeah. of people there. Yeah. I mean, as in comics, not yeah. a lot of audience. Yeah, 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 <laughs> which is normal. Uh, yeah, I, I brought my friend along, and... Um, and she happens to have been brought along to some of my worst open mics, <laughs> so she doesn't come to my gigs anymore. Yes, um, that is a weird phenomenon, though, because like uh, when you first start, you want all your friends to come yeah. along, and then they say you do badly, and yeah. you're like, no, I'm not always like. And now when you, we're actually a lot better. It's like, no, come and see my show. It's like, uh, but you also don't want. I, and I just mentioned that I did a vegan show this morning, which didn't go great, and one of my friends was there. Just oh, like, yeah. oh no, he oh, thinks I'm terrible. And he used to be a comedian as well, so he, uh, it's kind of like one of those things where he's like, he's judged, he's judged me harshly today. So, uh, but, oh, I yeah. doubt that. He's probably jealous that he's, <laughs> but you know, jealous of you. He yeah. should still be doing it. What's he yeah. doing? Everyone's Ex-comedian. jealous of Matt Hart. I think everyone's jealous of Matt Hart. Just so talented. That's what I hear on the grapevine. <laughs> so much jealousy. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I so enjoy. yeah, we yeah we met at an open mic and and it was really well it was really nice in a lot of ways even though there wasn't really any audience um no, there's, all, quite, there's quite a few audiences was know. there i think so um I, th- I only remember other comedians being there but that might be my uh, brain just... I, I remember there being a fair amount there being 20 20 people there oh right? gosh okay yeah. i've completely it's, this is interesting. Like, how <laughs> Misremembered we, that. How we uh, remember certain things. So I, I remember because I had to scooch around the audience. And I, I, uh, not, not to blow my own trumpet here. Uh, which, is that the right? Isn't, I'm not sure that's the right phrase. But uh, uh, I, I did. I think I remember doing really well because um, there was a football game downstairs. And uh, I remember they cheered. And then I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's for me. And uh, everyone was like, ha, ha, ha. What a wry comedian. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. It was all yeah, it's okay. It was good, and it was most mostly nice because I because I had just started. Yes, yeah. And I met you, and you had a lot of good advice. Well, and that what, was what, I'm interested nice. in what advice. What advice did I give you? If you remember? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. You were just sort of saying you sort of just were very very nice and sort of asked oh, me how how many gigs I'd done and then you were like okay well in that case you should be looking to um, yeah. go to this place or that place you were like recommending me places okay, to, to go yeah. which was really helpful because you don't know anything at that, at that yeah, stage you know? you, you're just figuring out but it's kind of like step out into a dark room you have to feel where everything yeah. is and you don't know where to go but the more gigs you do the more light there is if you know what I mean yeah. so um but yeah I um I, I, I've got a 
piece, I mentioned this the other day because we saw each other uh, for the first time in a long time uh, at a uh, fringe compilation show, which yep. was a, which I just. I had to show up pretty fast because I was uh, in between jobs, so it's a very, very, very fast fringe for me. But uh, yeah, uh, it was lovely to see you. Um, but um, uh, the foot, yeah, I mentioned to, uh, that, that at that time um, when I was going to, I asked you how many gigs you did, and you said you did ten gigs, and you asked, "Oh, when do I start getting paid gigs?" And I was like, "Oh, silly child, oh, you don't get paid gigs for a lot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the, the ironic thing is that you went on to do amazingly well. So uh, yeah. you know, uh, I'm not bitter, but you know, I, uh, I uh, on my comedy gravestone, it'll have your name etched into it. Just uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was still a while. I think from then till I had my first paid gig, although I can't quite remember what that was. Yeah. And even if it, oh no, it might have been um, a spot at. Um, a night called Rye Laughs. I think I might have got paid twenty quid or something for that. Yeah. So that, but that counts, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think especially yeah. that first one as well. Yeah, uh, I think I, it was that. I might be wrong. Oh, I, I remember doing my first ever quote paid gig, by which I mean I got ten pounds, yes. right? And uh, I uh, <laughs> embarrassingly I put on my uh, my Facebook. Uh, oh, guys, I'm officially a professional comedian now. I was like, I'm not though. I just got paid ten pounds. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's uh, well. I've never, I've never called. I still haven't ever called myself no, a professional comedian, no. even though I do get paid more than fifty percent of the time now. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, and when I don't get paid, it's not because it's rubbish. It's because it's for charity. Yes, for example, yeah. which I nearly always say yes to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a bit funny when you have to do charity gigs. Mm. It's like sometimes they don't even tell you what charity it is. It's yes, like, I know. And it's suspicious. Yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it your charity? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, many charity gigs. And now I, I have to be a bit picky about certain charity gigs because yeah. if they're not going to pay me, I might as well be uh, like very fastidious with it as well. So I might as well be very picky, if you know what I mean. Yes. Because uh, there's some charities I'm happy to do, but some charities like I don't know, like a uh, um, teal worm society. Maybe <laughs> not. You know, I'm not sure if that is a thing, <laughs> but I, I've just, just made that up. Uh, but um, as I mentioned earlier, you've had uh, such a meteoro- meteor- meteoric, yes, uh, a, a rise, <laughs> an astronomical rise, and so something with star based. But uh, you've had a really good time in comedy in the last couple of years. You haven't been going for uh, ages, but you've been doing you've worked so hard and very smart in those last couple of years. So uh, uh, actually, I'm going to ask you one of the generic podcast oh, questions, and that will get into the next right. bit. So, um, how describe your act in three words? Uh, Parody songs, dead. <laughs> dead. Dead. Well, there, there should be a fourth word. Can I like yes, hyphenate okay. a word? For you, yeah. Okay. Or, or I could do parodies, dead people. Parodies, dead people. Parodies, dead people. Good, yeah. And because um, your first show was about art, history, music, yes. and uh, and uh, that was such a lovely niche thing you did. And uh, but within that parody, there's also a lot of your own persona within that as well it's just yeah. how, who you are it comes across so endearingly oh, as well thank so, you. Uh, I hope uh, so yeah <laughs> I, I think uh, yeah even at that tent that uh, you like early gigs you can see that kind of charm coming through as well which was uh, I think, uh, which really sells you as a person as well yeah uh, that's good to know because you, you, you can't really develop that yeah exactly, you sort of yeah. have to just trust it trust it's there because mm. yeah it's hard to sort of get out your get out yourself and try and 
yeah, yeah, make more of that or less of that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think it. I think that also comes down to instinct as well, like yeah. learning how to kind of react and uh, perform as well. Because I think when I first started, I had a lot of instinct, but I didn't know how to mm. use it. If you know what I mean, like uh, so, um, yeah. I had to really kind of grind and craft at who I am and uh, who I am as a comedian has changed so much in um, over the course of me performing and it's um, yeah and I'm still trying to, I'm still kind of uh, figuring out and trying mm. to figure out next year's show and everything like that and um, and I've, yeah already you, next year's show already yeah I'm a big oh I've God. got I've got like uh, three shows in my head which I want to oh, do that's yeah awesome. yeah Trilogy. I, yeah well yeah but I, if only people would like to pay for it you know that's that's the thing but um, I've got some right. got some stuff in the noggin you know uh, but you've been taught you you know how to make a make a business out of this well I I have a degree in it yeah. and, uh, but that's not necessarily making business out. Basically, it, it teaches you um, the basics of comedy, uh, mm. but in terms of marketing yourself, that's not really a, th a thing that, yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out. Yeah, I, think, I found that, because I, well, I didn't do a comedy, I did an art degree. Yes. Because uh, I'm an artist, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, comedy is a high art. It is, oh, such an art. Um, but, uh, and yeah, that is one thing that I wish that um, they had at least touched on in art college, yeah, is how to yeah. market yourself, because, you know, we all, you know, we all learnt a lot about ourselves, and we had great tuition, even though maybe not very much of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I had a great time, but then, you know, you leave and you realise no one's, no one, unless you have that instinct, that business instinct. We're just talking about instincts. So there are different instincts, and I think some people have like a real instinct for for how to start something up, and and then a real instinct for committing to it, and mm -hmm. um, and you don't get, really get told, like. Um, that you kind of have to have that, or at least, or if you don't have that, you have to kind of yeah. practice it and manufacture it Cause, somehow. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Because I, I left and I thought I don't know how to be an artist. Shit. And you, you've, I, yeah, you taught how to be an artist, which is a, you know, I think that's the main thing, that how to do your craft. However, it's. Um, yeah, you lose that kind of real world application because, like, you also feel very cynical about doing these oh, things. Oh, so like, you, cynical! You know, it's yeah. like, especially when you like when someone offers a gig and you, get, you have to ask for money. If you know what I mean, like, yeah. uh, it's kind of like, do I get paid for this? If you know what I mean, like, like ideally, you should be doing it because you love it, but that doesn't pay the bills. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and there's, I think, uh, the the older you get within your career, you, the more you learn to kind of, um, to kind of, uh, you don't do it just for the love, but you you have to do it because. Uh, because you know, it market. You have to market yourself in, in that way. You have to be in demand. If you know what I mean. Yes, so, indeed. So the guy who's doing a free fringe show. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> no fringe, free fringe is where it's at, though. You reckon? You know, yeah. I well, because I have only done free fringe uh -huh. so far. Yeah. And it's and yeah, it's it's like it's mainly because when I first started coming up to the fringe, so I did, I did like um, a few competitions in 2016. Yes. And because I was in the final of one, so you think you're funny, was, yes. my, was, a, was when I was in a fringe competition that I did in 2016. And so I thought, oh, well, if I'm in the final of that, I'll just, I'll make a, I'll make a, a thing of it and I'll go up for a week. Yeah. And so I, I managed to get cheekily like a PBH free fringe slot yeah. in the last week of the fringe. That's great. And, that, and I sort of like just did, yeah, sort of the, the precursor to what became my debut, oh, debut show yeah. in that hour. And, um, and I really liked the free fringe experience because it was so like loose yeah, and yeah. free. And also, I had no money. Yeah, I can't stress how little money I had at that point in my life. So the idea of not having to pay anything up front except for the program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which actually, no, I didn't even. I was only in the wee blue book. Yeah. That year, 
So yeah, I didn't even pay. I didn't have, have what three hundred quid to go in the program. Yeah, yeah. So that was great, and it really inspired me. And then yeah, next, the year after that, I decided to go with um, Laughing Horse uh, because I had my eye on a specific venue. But then that fell through, so yeah. I was in the an interestingly awful <laughs> venue for my um, for my first yeah. uh, hour. But I did have some money by then, so then I decided to go all in and um, actually employ someone to help me sell myself. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, worth his weight in gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my PR person for my debut. That's, That's great. absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and then I just stuck stuck with it this year for, with Laughing Horse because yeah, because I actually because uh, yeah, you don't have to spend anything if you don't have it. Yeah. But then. You know, you can actually make some money as well. Like, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense financially. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Because it, it's such a, it's such a. I'm not a very gambling person. I don't gamble yeah. ever. I'm scared of it. Yeah. And the idea of spending thousands up front yeah. for a venue is, is too, too, too gambling for me. Yeah. Some, Maybe I'll do it next year, but I don't, <laughs> it's scary. It's weird because it's. It, I think you have to assume, uh, like, my. Five percent of the time, you're going to lose that money. However, um, well, I, and I think the branding is quite nice, and it kind of if people fringe regulars keep on seeing the name, it can't you essentially become more famous if you know what I mean. Yeah. But then again, I think it's a long-term project. Uh, uh, but that does also bring into the element of class as well, because I, I, you know, I'm from a very working-class family, and uh, basically, I have very little money, and uh, uh, so it means I can't do that all the time. If you know what I mean, I, and every all the money I have is very, very limited if you know what I mean so in terms of yeah, and I have friends in Newcastle as well who um, you know, who struggle with that but stuff like uh, what Lee Carl's doing in terms of the working class brochure stuff mm, like that works really nice such a nice brochure yeah, oh my gosh. And, and like the best thing about that he he uh, created that brochure just because uh, he did one of we had like um uh, he's, he wanted to postpone writing his show so he right. uh, so he did that, that which is a really lovely yeah. thing to do as well uh, but yeah I think it's um, it, it's um, I think with Edinburgh uh all types of marketing is very uh, half work, if you know what I mean. Like flyering can work, but sometimes it doesn't. Got to do combinations. Yeah, I think yeah. you just got to find something that works for you and what finds your audience as well. But God, I don't think I don't even think I know that really. Hmm. But um, I mean, last year I had because I it, I, it was such a themed show, like because it was like a completely art history related show. Um, I got I think a lot of people who are interested in art history. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that um, I have, I've kind of lost them this year because yeah. because it's not the same so, theme. So how has it changed? Is it just uh, I said do you just parody dead people through song or? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, this time um, it's kind of a bit more general, but it's got a vaguely literary um, theme. Okay. Um, yes. It's so cool. I like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very strange this year's show. It's a work in progress. But it's a work in progress that I don't know will ever see the light of day as, a, as an actual show. <laughs> I mean, I think it's already as, as, as sort of. I don't know where I can go with it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a. It's called Apocalibri. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, literally a library during the apocalypse. What what would happen? Um, and what would happen is that uh, people would would call in to my to my library yeah. and yeah. Uh, ask me questions as if I was like Google or Wikipedia because yeah. they don't exist anymore so yeah. I have had to you, you fill Google. that void yeah, I yeah. am Google yeah and they my inquirers just happen happen to know exactly 
um, what dead people I've managed to write about this year. It's very, it's uncanny yeah. how, how they know. Yeah, that is exactly where my areas of specialism <laughs> are. So yeah, I've got a couple of authors in there, a couple of scientists, um, uh, a couple of silly songs about various other things. So is it? Um, uh, do you do any like? Uh, is it solely on guitar, or do you do a lot of stand-up, or uh, is it a mixture of both? Yeah, I've tried to make because last year's show um, it went down very well with most um, critics. Although you know, I got some solid three stars across the board. No, no, no. I was really happy with that. Yeah. I did get a couple of, couple of um, uh, poster-worthy ones as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it yeah it went down really well. But one of the main criticisms of it was that it's it was just literally song after song after song after song, which I liked. Yeah, I don't mind a list show. I can't. but that's also like if uh, if you see any musical comedians like uh, yeah. that, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but it, and it was very jam packed. It was absolutely full of songs, um, and some people liked that. Some people didn't, which is fine. Um, and I, you know, I did a little bit of build up to the songs. Some of them, others, very little. But this year, I've tried to do more. Uh, I've got sort of five fewer songs than I did last year. So that's about, I don't know, um, fifteen, twenty minutes extra mm-hmm. of the hour where yeah. I, I have to fill it with something else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I've sort of added another element of the characters who mm-hmm. call in. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert! I play nearly all of them. Um, so I've got <laughs> that is a massive so I've got spoiler. The calls, and then I do have. I've got a couple of stand-up sets. Well, I say that very loosely, but yeah, a couple of sort of talking bits in there mm. as well. How do you feel when you do those bits? Uh, do Not you, good. Why do you feel like that? Well, it's because I don't think I know how to write stand-up properly. So there are a bit. There are some jokes. Yeah. But I don't think I know how to deliver jokes very well yet. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's like going back to the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I literally, because when I started, I just, I've just been doing songs, and I think I'm really good at that. Yeah. I've got that down, kind of. So you're trying to bring in that extra uh, string to your bow. String and, to my bow. And you want to just, uh, yeah. But I think. That's... And it's like going back to the beginning again, and I yeah. think, and I think that's why I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying this show, but it's scarier in the in the fact that like. I don't think I'd pull it off um, very successfully with the with the talky bits. I mean, so, yeah, sometimes I get laughs, sometimes I don't. It's the consistency thing which I have trouble with. Yeah, um, well, I think that happens with any jokes. That's so, so, true. For example, like uh, the, the tough one I did this morning uh, was, uh, yeah, like just they just weren't going with the material or anything like that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit... It, it, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it is the audience. Uh, with well, I think I like you, to blame the audience. Yeah, yeah, screw them for coming and trying to enjoy themselves. They don't know anything. No, how dare they not appreciate my art yeah. form, uh, yeah. even when I mess up. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's slightly different because when you're performing, like you, it's um, I guess uh, performing with guitar, you kind of have that. Uh, it's kind of built into. Uh, you clap at the end, and it's kind of like. Oh, I love the clap at the end. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I believe Daniel Kitson calls it a cheating stick, which oh. is very, very funny. Well, but. he can call it that. No, but, that, but no, um, I didn't mean that. No, because it is. Because I appreciate that. Because like, people are programmed to clap when the song ends, and that, but I re- I do recognise that that's. I can hear the difference between an automatic clap yeah. and an actual yeah, like, spontaneous wow, yeah, wow yeah. clap. Yeah. yeah, and I've been getting a lot more automatic clap this year, um, oh, which is a bit annoying. No, but, uh, uh, but in the same vein... I'll take though, it, like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I might have to myself, you're <laughs> But it's a work in progress. I keep, telling, I keep telling myself that, it's fine. But I think just to kind of... 
like, I think you put yourself down too much because I think the admirable thing is because you haven't been going long and you, what I find just so lovable and uh, that determination is that um, after you did the So You Think You're Funny, um, doing your solo show, like, straight away, and I think, uh, what was the reason that made you go into that? Like, um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, because I did, I did So You Think You're Funny and then, um, yeah, and I did a, f- a couple of other competitions as well, and I did. I had a great first year because yeah. I started in. I started doing comedy properly. I'd already written quite a bit, but I hadn't actually performed it really mm-hmm. ever, well much at all, um, except to like my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I started in like January 2016. That's when I properly started, and um, and yeah, I had a great year of competitions. Mm-hmm. God, I love new act competitions. <laughs> um, I'm less fond of them. But. <laughs> Well, I think I like them because I wasn't doing, like, stand-up. Yeah. It I worked think, better for me because yeah. I had, like, a... They were like, oh, that's a bit different. Clap, clap, clap. But also, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, it's still you there. I think that's the reason why it works because mm. I, I think a lot of people could do, uh, like, niche songs, but I think it's why... It's you as a person and the reason why you've chosen to do that, and that's why it works, if you know what I mean. Oh, um, good. But within that, like, I think you've got that... Um, you say that yeah, this is a work in progress show. However, I think it's incredibly admirable because you have these massive ideas and you're willing to give them a go. Like um, a lot of people would just I be like, like that, yeah. I, I, "Oh, I'll just do uh, funny songs or just do a stand-up show." You're going, "No, here's a concept. I'm going to do, run with I it." I love a concept. And, yeah, I, 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 I love because I think that kind of holds the show together. You can do yeah. whatever you want in that show, but it's a. Uh, um, but I think that's. I think that's a really awesome thing to have, especially uh, when you're. Uh, yeah, I think it's. It's there. really help. I can't write. I don't think without something. I don't write very well unless I have sort of set I mean, boundaries that I've set, either set myself or yeah. that someone else has set me. Yeah, because I think having that challenge kind of forces mm. you to write specific things. It does. Uh, yeah. For example, like, I don't want to go in too much into my shows or future shows, but like, uh, uh, like, I think next year I'm going to do something just a bit. The, the show I'm doing at the moment. Um, uh, not that my end of the show, but I've written an hour show, um, my third hour show, and it's a it's it's, it's a stand up show in the middle, but it's bookended by um, the idea of that it's a, my fan club, but but people don't know who I am. Like yeah, I'm the person in my own fan club, and I give people different jobs and stuff like that. And at the end, the vice president has to do my bucket speech, and uh, like it's it's all kind of different jobs. And people, um, I have a secretary who writes down all my notes and stuff like that. So it's all part of the show, if you know what I mean. So um, so and but and. Uh, Another idea I wanted to do because I'm a massive fan of uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite really, for yeah. Destruction, their first album. I wanted to do a whole album just like, talking about it, uh, all, all the different things. Because yeah. uh, like it's, but that's very weird and very niche. But I think, I, I think the thing I take from you is like just let's double, just double click on a certain thing, something like you're passionate about, and just talk about mm. it. If you know what I mean? I think that passion that sells really it. comes through. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I mean, the Guns N' Roses. That sounds really good to me. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'd, I'd watch it. Oh please! That's the thing. Like, because not to be, not to just be super cynical about it, but it, if you, if you know, the more, the more general you try to be, almost the fewer people will be interested. But but then if you have like a very specific thing, yeah, you'll get those people who are also into that. Yes, definitely. You know, um, like I think the Rob Kemp's uh, Elvis Dead oh as well. My gosh, yeah, he's my hero, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get actually Absolutely. quite a lot of similarities, yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, I met him last year because we were both in, in a competition together, obviously, um, uh, for the Amused Moose uh, show competition yeah. that they do. 
and yeah we were both in that and I was uh, actually I've got such a smarmy no is smarmy the wrong word like uh, we can edit it out uh, name droppy yeah. uh, story about about um, uh, Rob Kemp well basically uh, last year I went to see his show um, with Ed Byrne and Dara O'Brien oh, wow yeah. how do you manage that well you see I'd met Ed Byrne in the BBC tent and then he later in the day like it just happened to be the same day we were both walking down uh, Southbridge um, and he said Heather, by which he meant Harriet. And I was like, oh, hi, Ed. So good to see you again. And, and he was like, we just have to see Rob Kemp. And I was like, oh, uh, me too, yeah. in, in that case. And, well, he said, like, yeah, yeah, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're say going no to that. And so, yeah, it's me, um, Ed, Ed's wife, and Dara O'Brien. Why are you living my comedy dream? Why do, why <laughs> make so why do you have to do this well, to me? It's, it's not like we've kept in touch, Matt, I think. Well, you know, I've, uh, you know, I just... You're essentially you've 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 stole my dream. You stole it, and uh, you've taken it. I I I am just so jealous of you right now. Uh, I just uh, it's just that's one of those like it's luck. But you know here here I am this year, but, um, uh, performing to ten people in an attic. So. But then again, I think that's your. I don't know. Like, I think uh, it, I th- there are swings and roundabouts, but equally, I think you're you're, you're worthy of being there. If you know what I mean, you you deserve your place. You know, uh, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> not the pleasant, not any crazy, but the attic. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's the loft. Sorry, I got I got my own venue mixed up with its twin. That's why um, people always come to the attic. Oh, going, it's so oh, annoying. No. People are always like opening the door a crack to see if they're in the right show, to see if they're going to the right show or not. Yeah. And you just like. I had a whole bunch of people come to my show the other day who, who'd come into the wrong show mm-hmm. and they stayed too long. Oh my god. You know, because they obviously wanted to leave, but yeah. they, they. And it, it was full, you know, they shouldn't have felt that bad for me, but they stayed, but they didn't really listen. They were just like giggling amongst themselves because yeah. they, you know, cocked up. I, I, and then I was like, guys, you can go next door if you want and yeah. see the show that you wanted to yeah. see. Oh my god. And they did, they left, which is good because it was just ruining it for everyone. But what, so they left halfway through as yes, well? Yes. Yeah. So they saw, why didn't you just leave in the first five minutes? I know, I don't know. Oh my god. Because people are weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah. they are. Well, I, I've done a lot of flyering this year and uh, I've learned just. I, I'm not, I'm just not awkward about things anymore. I'm just very, I'm not rude, but I'm just kind of like, a, I, here I am, take yes. me or leave kind of thing. And yeah. uh, it's very, uh, it finds it is good for that kind of self confidence because like, I think, well, at first it kind of beats you down, but it's too like, no, I've got this, you know, whatever. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, I think you go full circle a little bit because you're, you're over like, oh, no one likes my show. Or you're like, I'll just do whatever, you know. And uh, I think if you can make people laugh in that, whilst they're walking past you, you do, you're quite good as well. Oh, I'm not, I, I haven't got that down at all yet. I'm not very good at flyering. Oh, look. Last year, because um, my show was in a, let's just say, out of town venue, <laughs> slightly. I mean, I still got people Glasgow. in, but I had to, I had, it was basically in Glasgow, but I had to resort to other marketing, thank God for my uh, extra PR. Yeah. But like, um, I physically couldn't fly outside my venue because my venue wasn't on a road. Oh my God. So there was no footfall outside the venue. Um, so that was out of the question. And I, so I tried to do some on the middle, middle meadow walk, um, which is the, yeah, the, the road on the way to the meadows, mm-hmm. which is half cycle pass. Um, and the, like, even there, I still 
didn't quite get into the swing of it enough that I felt confident doing it. Yeah, like the idea of making people laugh whilst flaring is an alien concept to me at the moment. Yeah. I should try and better that. Well, then again, do you have like do you like prepare no, something well, to I, say? Sometimes I, <laughs> you find things that's it's quite standard, but you find things that work better. Um, but it's also some instinct as well, uh, and uh, sometimes, yeah, most of the time it doesn't really work, but you, yeah. you just, then you find people who do like it, so I know yeah. some people who get a hit, isn't it? Because I find that, like, yeah, like my usual street flyering doesn't really get anyone in, but like, you know, if I, that's why I love doing gigs in Edinburgh so much, like extra spots, because yeah. they do come in from those. Yeah, and uh, so that's great. And it's great because, like, you're not worried it's like when you're promoting a gig you're not worried about the um, people coming in you just got to do your show and yeah. it's a, such a lovely feeling as well because like um, <laughs> I, I, yeah I love doing guest spots it's just nice and simple and a lot of fun yeah. and, uh, but it's still you know I, I wish more people come to see my show because uh, you know I'm just you know, I'll never, never see a Rob Kemp show with her Dara O'Brien and Ed Burns. So, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> Don't I'm worry not... Dara O'Brien didn't say a single word to me or look me in the eye Ed was very friendly though <laughs> That, that does make me feel better. Yeah, yeah no, Dara was like, nope, not going to engage with this place. That's so rude. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely man. I think he was just tired. Yeah. It was That's, a very late show. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you some generic podcast Please questions. Please do, before I dig myself into a hole. <laughs> Which comedian do you hate the most? <laughs> yeah. Um, What's the strangest heckle you've ever had? Um... This was great, actually. It's, it was strange but excellent. Um, I was on. I was doing a gig on a boat in in London. Yeah. Um, which there are a surprising number of venues on water in London. It's, yeah, it's quite weird. I, yeah, I've noticed that. They have to expand into the Thames because there's nowhere else to go. Um, everywhere else has got comedy in it already. But anyway, I was doing a gig on a boat. I think it was a funny women gig, and it was lovely. And there was a woman in the audience who. Um, I was just about to sing a song about famous dead man um, uh, Charles Rennie Mackintosh, who is a I, oh. I'm scared to sing about at the moment because yeah. of the sadness of his um, school burning down again. Oh, oh anyway, um, yeah, Glasgow having a bad time yeah. at the moment with fires. But anyway, as I was just about to sing, this is before all that. Yeah, even so before the first, I think it was before the first fire. Anyway, and um, and yeah, and I was and I was just gearing up, and I said. I said, this one's about a Scottish architect. And a woman shouted, it's Charles Rennie Macintosh. And she didn't know. She was just, I think she was just trying to be funny. Yeah. But I was like, it is. Yeah. And then I couldn't do the song. Because I don't know if, if anyone's ever heard my songs before. They rely quite heavily on, um, like, the name of the, usually, not always, but like the name of the historical person. Yeah. Um, is kind of the punchline. It's yeah. very lazy but like that's you know it relies quite heavily on the audience being like oh yeah I vaguely know who that might be and then the relief at like yeah like when I say it gets a laugh um and so yeah I couldn't I I told her off because I was like you just ruined this for everyone <laughs> but it'd be quite funny like instead of doing the whole song you just play the first of the call to get to shower it out again and be like, yeah. it's Mark and Tosh uh, yes it yeah. is I know, but then she ended up being a, an excellent comedy producer who then booked me on a really good gig. <laughs> so teacher's pet and produce. Wow, way to rip salt in the wound again. <laughs> Lowly Matt Hoss. A starving artist. Oh, no, no. 
Harry's quite, taken all yeah, my money. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite a song about you whilst you're still alive. Can you actually, <laughs> like, uh, like, just, uh, can you sing? This is, a, uh, this is a song about a really obscure comedian. I'm like, I'm on the bill of the. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. It'd be such a good if we, if we did a roast oh, battle. I'd do oh that. Oh my god. I couldn't roast you, though. It'd be too weird. It'd be like, uh, like, like, you know, I feel like you're too nice for me. I'd be like, oh, that's how I feel yeah. about all comedians. I couldn't, I mean, I've never done a roast before. Have you done a roast? No, I, no. I'll be awful. I, and, <laughs> We're both too nice, I'll, I think, like, to do a roast. Oh, you didn't condition your hair this morning? Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's still luscious, you don't need to. You don't need to. In fact, it does actually harm the hair if you're washing condition it, but every day, that's not the point, okay? Uh, uh, see, I'm too awkward. Excellent roasting. Yeah, uh, they'll be like, oh, you're not very good at comedy. I might I'll start crying, if you yeah. know what I mean. I'll take it too personal. Oh, that's so true, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, but it's very, it seems to be very aggressive like men who do it if you know what I mean so I'm just like no that's not for me I just want to tell everyone I'd like to do the opposite of a roast battle just tell the comedians that you love each other just like, oh. like uh, what's the opposite of a roast a, um, oh, a salad yes <laughs> a vegan salad yes a salad battle a salad battle <laughs> 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 yeah, can we actually? Oh, we should do so lovely. Oh, should we do this show? Because we can, I think we're the perfect thing. Yeah, I'd be like, yes, we're gonna get on stage and tell the community that they're really nice and that if they're having mental health problems, we'll give them a cuddle. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's nice, right? Oh, that'd be so nice. I mean, I don't know if anyone would come and see it. No, because people are people like to see pain. I think. Well, like, but I don't know. It could be quite painful. Yeah, yeah, for the audience. <laughs> the uh, sound of battle. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Well, you know, take that to your comedy producer. Uh, we, will. we will. Don't you dare solve me. Me and my team of me. <laughs> we are, generally, we're going to talk about that after the podcast. That's a cool right, idea. Right, right, right. Uh, so, uh, this, this is my new favourite question, right? Mm-hmm. Three men and a baby scenario. If you had to raise a child with any two other comedians, dead or alive, oh uh, who would you pick? But on top of that, who would be the funniest? Who would be the best oh actual parent? God. And who would actually earn the most money? <laughs> Oh, that's such a good question. So it's me and two others. Yeah. Um, okay, who's who would be a really good dad? Uh, it doesn't have to be a male comedian, but it can be. Uh, Women yeah. could be good dads. Yes, in fact, yes. in fact, no, I know uh, Chloe Pets would be the best dad. Yes, I had her on a great reason. <laughs> Has everyone been saying Chloe? Pets? No, but she would be the best dad. Imagine yeah. with a handlebar moustache. Chloe would be the best dad. What were the other? What were the other two best things? Uh, but, uh, well, be oh, the richest. Fun- funniest actual parent and um, um, richest as well. Okay, funniest actual parent. Okay, well, Chloe would be pretty funny as well. So that's a tricky one. Um, so yeah, Chloe definitely, she'd be great. Um, who else? Parenting, oh, that's so hard. Because so many of them would be terrible <laughs> They would project their own issues onto that baby so much. They would. And who would, de- also you have to think on top of this, who's gonna uh, steal the material about the baby as well? They'll be like, oh, well, I'm gonna do that material. It's like, well, that's collective, collective. Oh, I want to do the baby material. Mm. Interesting, oh. interesting. So that'll lose me the funniest. Well, I know, I think you could be the funniest. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, me, me, Chloe and Adam Buxton. Oh my God, Because yeah. he's actually done it and yeah. so, and he's actually, and he's, he's good at being a dad. Ever. And he's the nicest person ever. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, so they'd both be really good dads. I, I could not imagine all three of you in the room, no, that'd be just... Too well, much. I don't know. Too just, weird. Yeah, it'd be just odd to be like two people I know 
through comedy and then my hero, you know what I mean? Just like, what? I was just like, keep the, stop crying, man. The baby's going to cry as well. I think that's good, some good choice. Thank you, I'm pretty happy with that. And, uh, well, here's a, here's a, um, a question that uh, weirdly get, always gets a good answer, but I don't have that much faith in it. Okay. Uh, when you've been on the stage, what is the most mundane thing you've ever thought about? Oh gosh, I'm really bad at that. Um, so I'm not doing it at the moment because like, this show is still quite nerve-wracking because it's new and weird. But like by in last year um, during the Fringe, because uh-huh. it happens more during an hour, I think, than it does during a show. Yes, set. I think so. Yeah. So like last year, when, you know, in the final week when you're just fucking tired, mm-hmm. sorry to swear, but you're like tired yeah. of your own voice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I used to think about like like um, where I was going to go for lunch like definitely um, and then but it was always the same two places so that wasn't even a very like interesting thought but I, was, well, I would great. still think about that and then I'd what the I'd two think about, I think about like um, what my like what my parents might be doing or my boyfriend right now uh-huh. whilst I was sort of sweating away in a back room of a pub what are the outside people doing at the moment yeah uh, so what, just out of interest, where are the two places that are always on your mind? Oh my gosh, so um, uh, last year I went religiously to, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Loudons or Ludens? I don't know where that is. So. It's uh, an amazing brunch place yeah. in Tollcross. Oh my goodness, it's incredible. Okay. So I think, I'd think about pancakes at Ludons or Loudons, or I would think about pancakes again yeah. <laughs> at uh, the Brazilian Crepe. Place. Okay. Oh, I uh, don't. Do you know the Brazilian? No, I don't. This is. Oh this my is, gosh. This is. Ah. Uh, 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 Brave New World. Both, both of them do vegan things. Wicked. Thank you. Um, and importantly, both of them do gluten-free things, which is what I need. Yeah, bro. Difficult yeah. diet club. <laughs> that um. should be awesome. Uh, the other thing we do. That's our podcast. Difficult diet club. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like part of the salad um, collective or whatever. Yeah, salad yeah, battle. Yeah. It's... Would be like just giving each other um, like. Yeah. Diet-friendly meals. Gluten-free vegan cake. Yeah. Here's something I made you. Yeah. Oh, that you can eat. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, just, just just writing each other compliments. And then the whole audience vomits. Yeah, it kind of. That's just too horrible. I I reckon. I think if we did something like a one-off show, like uh, for like mine, just something like that, and just did like a show where we just like, yeah, I love you, you're very nice. And like, King of charity gigs. Yeah, yeah. Nice callback. I would like to ask you, uh, what is the first album you ever bought? <gasps> the first album. Let me just say, I know the first, I can remember the first single I ever bought. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Which was Hanson's Umbop. That was the first single I ever bought. Um, and my sister is two years younger than me, and she, we both went to HMV together. Um, I, don't, I can't remember which year had that Umbop came out, but um, it was the same year that uh, uh, Beck's The Devil's Haircut yeah. came out, and she bought that single. Wow, okay. Just because the front cover is an alien pooping. <laughs> No, not an alien, a devil. Yeah. Because it's called a de- yeah, it's a, it's a devil on a chamber pot pooping, and so she bought bought that because she thought the picture was funny. But now the devil's haircut has turned into one of my absolute favourite songs oh my, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Hanson Zumbop, I can take or leave to be honest. Get off this podcast right now. <laughs> that is sacrilege. I'll, I'll take everything else. We are stalling career. Oh, I'm but just not kidding. I love Hanson. Yeah, yeah. That's right. First that's right. Album. I can't remember that. 
can't remember what my first album was. Because, you know, you go, I think I might have bought several at once. Okay. Because yeah. I went through a big CDs phase. Yeah. Um, you know, when my pocket money went up a bit, yeah. you know, to a tenner, you could buy a CD with that. Uh-huh. So. Well, yeah, um, you don't have to name them, but if, uh, what, what, um, what were the like, first albums you had? Well, one of the first Oh, one of the first albums I had. Oh, gosh. Well, Avril Lavigne. Yes. Um, whatever Skater else. Boy. Yeah, Skater Boy. But that S K A. Skate Boy. 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 No, Boy. I had an I at the end, didn't it? Boy. Yeah. Did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Boy. I can't remember. It was very, and it was like kind of scratchy handwriting as well. Yeah. Kind of like a graffiti. That was like yeah when I was probably. What are you, are you saying? Age as me. How old? Wait, should we say our ages at the same okay. time? If we're yeah. Three, two, one, twenty-four. Oh, oh my God, you're so young. Uh, you uh, you okay. look so young. Um, thank you, Matt. Oh, I'm so old. No, I said twenty-seven. So, so yeah, I I was about twelve or thirteen, I think, when I was living. You must have been nine. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does sound about right. Okay, yeah. maybe a bit bit younger. Um, but yeah, I was really into all that shit, like all the. You know, those trousers didn't really fit and stuff. Yeah, very baggy trousers. Yeah, very baggy trousers. Yeah, yeah it's just like Aww. uncomfortably baggy trousers. Yeah, visibly stupidly baggy trousers. Baggy, yeah. Like puddle absorbing, <laughs> stupidly baggy trousers. Oh, that's, that's good. Uh, that's, that's a lovely. Reminisce. Um, what is the worst thing you've ever done on stage? The worst thing? I don't know, I don't really do things on stage. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I, you know, because I'm I'm tied to the mic because I have yeah. to I have to hold hold my guitar, and so I can't really do anything. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. A couple of days ago, I was very lucky enough to be on the to be like the the guest act at the end of um, Stephen K. Amos's oh, show lovely. here at the Gilded Balloon, and um, and. I was adjusting the mic stand and it, I just shot it straight into my face, really, because it had been loosened already, but I like, hadn't realised. And so, like, I was raising it and it just, like, went straight into my face really hard. Yeah, yeah. And I think I might have given myself a mini nosebleed. Oh, my God. But luckily it didn't come out. Like, it didn't, yeah. like, it wasn't enough blood to, like, literally... Yeah. But I got off and I blew my nose and it was all red. Oh, um, you. Yeah, so I gave myself a nosebleed a couple of days ago. That's pretty, that's, that's a good, pretty good. That's a good answer. Um, I remember my first ever gig for... Uh, NCF comedy. Do you know NCF? It's not an base. Yeah, but it's, it's a, like a big Helen uh, uh, Helen runs it, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I <laughs> I did my first ever gig, and I was a little bit nervous because I was like, oh, I need to do it well here. So I was on stage, and I decided to do some new material because uh, I thought that's gold. Uh, but a bit of a bad mistake because I had to, it was kind of I wasn't rehearsed or anything like that. And uh, basically, I um, I started off uh, I and it's quite a low ceiling, and uh, I kind of. Uh, I took the microphone out stand and I was like, and I said, oh, hello, Martinum, and I kind of raised the mic stand and it kind of cracked the roof. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> and then, like, had debris fall down on me. But then it gets even worse, right? Because then um, uh, I, um, I started like doing some crowd work and there's some tables at the front. I did this old piece of material which wasn't really working, so I thought it gets a bit of interaction. I went to go and high five someone in the front row because I talked about going to Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Oh, have you been to Amsterdam, mate? And, and he, yeah, so I said, yeah, I do. So I went to go and high five him. Put my knee on the table and the table fell down flat. <laughs> oh no! And the best thing is, there was a reviewer in on that night, and it's a document of it all. And it's like Matt Hoss has crashed lots of mirrors around. <laughs> oh my god! And that god. guy seen me. 
die quite a lot on stage as well, so oh. it's, it's good. Okay, I feel for you. I've never broken any furniture. No, but, you know... I, There's uh, time! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, someone's had, someone has a great comedy career. <laughs> but, um, hopefully the loft uh, will uh, not crack. Um, what time is your show? My show's at 9pm. Oh, you got a lot of time. loads of time. Sorry, you're here well early. Um, so I, I, I'm supposed to be meeting up uh, with a lady soon. A so, lady? Uh, um, Stop the podcast, but female, a woman. She, we got married. We uh, uh, did my vegan show, and uh, she was in the front row. And I, uh, I made her a ring. We got married during the show. Oh and, yeah, uh, I saw your post uh, about that. Yeah, and uh, she, uh, she. Is this a second date? Uh, I think yeah, I think so. But I'm also like. Uh, it's kind of like on that frame uh, that I'm not sure if she actually likes me or not, but uh, also, I, I think it's her last day in Edinburgh, so I think I might just profess my love to her, so, you know. Good luck with that. Do you reckon I should do that or should I just play it Why cool? Not, mate? Yeah, I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> very little to, very, very little to lose. I mean, hope, that's, that's something I can lose, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I just, I get very excited about people, um, like... You know, falling in love and stuff. Yeah. Because I haven't done it for nine years. Oh. Because so. I'm still in love with Yeah, I gotta say, yeah, like, that, <laughs> you do want to clarify. It's not that. the same as falling, though, is it? Uh, no, that's true. Hello, um, just to show you, I did I did make her a ring. Oh, that's uh, it's so a, cute. Because uh, I had to make it mid show as well. Is that blood? No, it's a Crayola. Oh, it's it's Crayola. Like a Ruby. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it just looked like a plaster. So I, I made it, and then at the end of the show, we had a wedding ceremony and everything. I got a vicar to say a script and stuff like that. So it was, it was really fun. It's like an amazing show. You should come along. You should do, oh if you goodness. do want to check it out. It's, it's like I think it's very alternative, if you know what I mean. So no, very alternative. We just like to mess around. Uh, so. Is this your morning show? Yeah, my morning yeah. show. People are weirdly up for it. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, 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 honestly, uh, people just they barrel at the batch on breakfast, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, they paid money, so it's all oh, right. I've done yeah. a couple of good morning uh, compilation shows. Yeah. They're fun. People are on coffee. Yeah. <laughs> People are so, excited. And yeah. <laughs> they just went into it today, which is. So, um, uh, I'll do a couple more questions and we'll uh, probably wrap it up. Um, but uh, on this podcast, we, uh, we'd like to have a. Uh, uh, we have kind of a tradition where you'd like to have a, a live uh, signature uh, signing because uh, everyone has a different signature. and Everyone has like their own kind of bizarre to it, so we like to hear it live, and I like to hear it very close to the microphone. Okay, the listeners get really a thrill out of it, so feel this free is to. Very niche, yeah, and I love it. it. So you want to hear my signature? Yeah. Here's the money shot. That's quite a fast one. Yeah. Oh quite, dear. No, Should I slow, good. It's good. slow it down? No, no, you don't have to. Slow, it's, it's just you as a person. So, uh, yeah, and it's got, the whole book's full of them as well. So uh, my signature is just a squiggle. Really. Yeah, it's in all fact. Yeah, it, it's just there's a little like dash above it, which I quite like as well. Yes, it's, uh, that's the eye and brain. But this, this, I just like it because the rest of it's just literally a squiggle. Yeah. Like, I haven't really done that much analysis on anyone else's, but I like that because you, you, you seem so like, very insecure about it. The thing it. is, I was one of these people in, like, one of these teenagers, I think like most teenagers, who religiously practice their signature and who change it. Uh, like, I used to have this amazing signature, which was like a butterfly. Yeah. Um, but then I realised, like, when I actually had to start signing stuff, that is what came out. Yeah. That squiggle is what I yeah. naturally. That's it. Yeah. So disappointing. Oh, I'm. I'm you know, ne- next time you come on, you can do the butterfly. Do the butterfly so. one. It takes me ages. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, um, what's your plans for Edinburgh next year as well? If you are you planning to do Edinburgh next year? Yes. I yeah, well, yeah, that's the plan. Um, I want to do it. I want to do it properly next year. Another work of progress bullshit. Yeah. But having said that, I don't want to do this show again. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to write a whole new. <laughs> Well, anyway, I think you take inspiration from what you do because, like, yes, I think and never do it again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're very hard on yourself. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, but this, it's very unnecessary, I'd say. Like, no, I, I, some some bits of this show I really like, and I think I could develop it into something good, but I'm just not. You know, when you're just not in, not that into it. Yeah, yeah. And I, you're like, I'll do it until uh, until the end of this run and then I don't I'm happy to only do bits of it in like gigs again yeah, yeah. but then I I've got I have got an idea for next year um, and it's a very heavy concept show <laughs> cuz well, that's what I like but honestly like I think that where your success comes through is that that idea if you know what I mean like yeah, you I think when you own that thing, uh, whether it's art history songs or dead librarians, uh, sorry, dead, dead, uh, dead literary figures, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the Harriet we know at the moment. So I yeah, think don't worry, there will still be dead people involved next year. I think. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yes, um, that's good to hear. Uh, you can take the girl out of the library, but you can't take the library out of the girl, <laughs> which is my uh, I'm a librarian. Really? Yeah, during the day. Oh, yeah, that's my day job. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I'm such <laughs> and a nerd. And that's me saying that. <laughs> uh, what's the biggest difference between your on-stage self and your off-stage self? On-stage and off-stage? Um, I don't know if I have a fully formed on-stage self yet. Then it's not very different to Okay, my, it's very similar. It's very similar. Sometimes, though, it changes a lot depending on my mood, which I guess is exactly what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think I just am myself on stage. Oh, that's weird. Um, but um, I hate it when I when I feel like I'm just uh, I like to be as yeah in the moment as I can be yeah um, which is why I don't prepare much in terms of banter I just like to just see what banter does mm-hmm. um, like for example at Top Secret the other night I was really really angry I think I think it's really hot weather mm-hmm. and I was pissed off about something I can't remember what it was it was so in- insignificant but I was really pissed off and my on stage persona was just like I was just so angry on stage mm. but it really worked yeah yeah and then like someone came up to me afterwards and was like you're like Jack D but a lady who sings yeah yeah I'm like okay well I think you just got to but every gig, I think you just got to play to what mood you're in as well, because yeah. they can tell if you're not in the. Because you're supposed to be a happy, bubbly character, but you can. I think it's kind of hard to. Yeah. So I think you just got to change it. But I find it funny. Like I like, I really like sort of angry comedians, or like, um, yeah. I mean, I'll stick with that statement. I quite yeah. like the angry comedian, and like because I used to really like. Um, I know this is going way back, but I used to love like Rowan Atkinson's bits where yeah. he'd just be, he'd never smile, like during the whole set, yeah. he'd just do like a whole set in a stupid character mm-hmm. and he'd never let on that he was enjoying himself at all. Mm-hmm. And I just so loved that. Um, that's deadpan nature. That's so, like, so deadpan. I think it's more, yeah, I guess deadpan is the word, isn't it? I think it's more than that. Because it's like absurd and yeah. deadpan at the same time. Um, uh, not like just deadpan, like my wife left me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, that deadpan was very Yorkshire as well. Sorry. Wow, bless me. Wow, bless me. I've got a, a silly question for you. Um, uh, again, this is a kind of a new question, so uh, mm. let me know what you think of it. Okay. <clears throat> if you could bring any single, any single comedian uh, to a desert island, who would you kill first? Oh, <laughs> 
So basically, which comedian would you kill on a desert island? Uh, How many do I have to take? Oh, just just one to murder. Uh, so you, I I want to choose someone to murder, basically. Yeah. For the desert island bit. Just is a bit of a throwaway thing. Do I have? But is it someone who I'd like to murder because I'd like to eat them? It's whatever you choose. It could yeah, be Spike. Could be like um, I had Rick Carranza on recently, and he wanted a. <laughs> He got quite, it's not as grim as it sounds, but he wanted to uh, kill a certain person who was quite uh, tall and big uh, so he could use them as a canoe to get away. Uh, oh, very practical. Yes, that. I mean, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a deep spike there as well, but like, uh, basically, who'd, uh, which comedian would you kill? Oh my god. Yeah, it's too bitter, we don't, we don't have to answer that one. That's so hard. Um, well, it had to be someone that I don't even know. I want to kill. <laughs> Darrow Brie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now the listeners this can choose whether that's a, uh, that's a personal because thing. Because he didn't say hello to me. I'm going to choose Ed Byrne because he didn't talk to me. Uh, but um, I'm gonna, uh, here's a bit that never works, but I'm going to try it anyway. So, Because um, um, it's supposed to be kind of like, i got a list of deep philosophical questions, which are kind of silly, mm. but I thought, okay. try it. And but it always ends up kind of awkward anyway. So uh, let's let's go for that. <clears throat> what is reality? What is reality? Yeah. Oh my goodness. But can I just? I just got distracted. Um, is it... You know that song, "What Is Love." Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great. What is love? You know that song. Yes. Um, I saw the most amazing piece of graffiti um, in Lease, which is yeah. where I stay, and it was "What Is Leaf." <laughs> And then underneath, someone had written, Begby, don't hurt me. <laughs> it was it's the most amazing thing. Is, anyway, um, no, what, what a... is reality? Um, I used to have to think about that kind of question all the time when I was studying art. Um, but now I haven't thought about it purposefully for so many years, I don't think I could answer it. Because I've just purposefully not asked that question well, here's another, <laughs> since I graduated. Here's another deep philosophical question. Uh, which is not really a philosophical question. Do aliens exist? Do aliens exist? It has to be a snappy answer, you know. No. Yes. What? What? <laughs> I don't think so, but I am sharing a room with... Um, <laughs> An <I'm> alien. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am sharing a room with two axolotls, um, who are my, 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 my friend's pets, yeah. are axolotls. And I think if axolotls can exist, then aliens can exist. Um, so, um, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up now. Yes. Um, uh, but I'll, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Harriet Brain or Harriet Brain comedian. I think I think Harriet Brain comedian on Facebook and just Harriet Brain on Twitter. There's only one of me. It's a very unusual name. And um, that's it, really. Well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Thank I, you, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, you know, people do follow follow the uh, the vegan salad show uh, coming up uh, yes. next year. Fringe. Uh, I never said anything about vegan. I want feta all over that shit. What? No, sorry, that was nasty. Um, no, we'll check, we'll have a vegan substitute. Okay. Like, I think a vegan roast sounds much more nice, isn't yeah, it? I'll, I'll put feta on yours. You put croutons on mine, and we can uh, smile yeah, sweetly at each yeah. other whilst we ruin our intestines. <laughs> <laughs> Are we friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Um, this is my final question. Um, has comedy improved your life or made it worse? Definitely improved. Although I do have anxiety dreams now where I never used to before. Yeah. 
But yeah, apart from that, apart from the anxiety dreams about sharks and stuff, it's fun. Good. Uh, well, thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome back to the outro. I want to say a massive thank you to Harriet for coming on to the podcast. Uh, I really had a lovely time, and I genuinely want to make that uh, that vegan salad show, uh, minus the feta cheese. Uh, I think we, I think I might actually try and get Harriet to do a one-off show in Edinburgh next year to kind of do an anti-roast battle. So if you think that might be a good idea, why don't get in contact with us? And the ways you can get in contact with us are through the following: um, if, telepathy. If you if you can. Uh, um, send messages in your mind. You can send me a message through there, or more commonly, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Hoss Comedy, and you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Drunk Pod. It's a uh, yeah, and we have some really awesome interviews coming out every month, uh, featuring uh, a lot from Edinburgh. There's a couple which are uh, audio-wise uh, are a bit of a mess, but I might put them out anyway because you know. Um, it's it's not Stuart Goldsmith podcast, is it? So, as Joby McGee once said, uh, so uh, you can uh, they'll be coming out soon. So do keep your eye out, follow us on there, and um, subscribe to this podcast, and uh, give us five stars on iTunes as well. Uh, that old thing, and uh, yeah, I uh, it's been a kind of a weird couple of um, months for me, especially since Edinburgh. I haven't really stopped since Edinburgh, and it's a bit. Okay, I've taken my lifestyle, but uh, I endeavour to keep these getting out every month. Um, the reason why it's out so late in the month is because I've been busy. And um, the other podcast I do, Myths, M-I-F-F-S, um, check it out. It also takes up a lot of my time as well, so that's a weekly thing. And it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I need a break, I think. But that's not really your concern. What's happening at the moment? Um. I might as well just chat to you anyway. What's, what's happening at the moment is, in my life, is um, someone will ask me a very vague and a small talk question, like, hey, Matt, how are you doing? And I will overshare and tell them everything that's happening in my life to the scrutinising detail as well. So um, that's what I almost did. Uh, actually, I kind of did do it by telling them that story, but never mind. It's... <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna do a second take. Uh, don't make me do that. So um, it's fine. I think I I, I enjoy this podcast because I can just say whatever I want. And if you've listened this far and think, hmm, well, you know, maybe you should edit it. Well, screw you. Uh, now, please, I take that back. Um, okay. Um, what I'm gonna do is say thank you to Harry again. Then I'm gonna do a nice sign off. Then we'll go into the jingle. Hmm, slick. There will also be a blooper at the end of this one, so uh, listen to that at the end. So, thank you again, Harriet, for listening. Check us out on um, online uh, <laughs> uh, at social media, uh, at Drunk Pod. You can also come and see me live. Uh, if you type in uh, to your toolbar on your browser, Uh you can find me doing gigs all around the country. I'm doing a brand new show called Matt Hoss, Here Comes Your Man, and it's a really... Um, it's a show about the last three months of my life, and it's and, well, and the next six months, uh, 
heading into Edinburgh next year as well. Uh, so it's, I'm doing previews for that all around. Um, so if you are interested in seeing that live, please do come along. It would be great to have you. If you are a fan of the podcast, uh, why don't you just go, Hey, Matt, I've seen the Drunk Compod. I'm like, sorry, who are you? Uh, I go, oh my god, that's Matt Hoss, the VIP. Yep, that's me. Um, you can... You know at the start where I was like, oh, I'm not going to dither on. I have saved the dithering here. But uh, do see me live. It would be great to see you. And I can't wait to show you next episode as well. Uh, regardless, I hope you are well. I hope you... That's my cat. I hope you are um, doing well in life. And I shall see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Farewell. We can't have that in, so we'll just go back into it. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if she, if Becca does listen to this, uh, she knows that I'm crazy for her. Uh, <laughs> this can be bonus content for people who want to pay for it. So. <laughs>